0: And we're back for another episode of No Holds Barred. Um, and I'm just going to be honest with you guys. <laughs> what a rough fucking start to this episode. So I have been blowing and going all fucking week. Um, really all the whole month of April. I'm going to, as you guys know, to loom at the end of the month. I'm trying to get sexy in like 30 days. I know it's impossible, but you know, we're going to trick the brain into feeling confident. <laughs> it's all about confidence. Um, but anyway, I have just been kind of going crazy and I got home from working out. I've been working out every day. You know, cheers. I need to find, like, a little applause sound to be like, hey, yeah, hey, yuckle at me because I fucking need it. Um, and I get home. I eat my meal prep. And I'm like, I just redid my spare bedroom, which is where I'm recording because it's. I just wanted, like, a space to be, you know, vibey, someplace that I can chill in, a place that's just, like, 110% decorated by me. Um, and I absolutely fucking love it. Uh, and if you follow me on Instagram, you know exactly what it looks like. Well, I was like, oh... I got everything I needed, all the bedding and everything come in, the curtains came in, my new lamp came in, the walls are freshly painted, everything is exactly how it should be, I want to go record and chill, drink some wine, and since I have a busy weekend coming up, I'm not going to be able to record this weekend, I'll pour myself a glass of wine and go record, and I was like, oh, I'll also do my first YouTube video, so I get everything set up, and my dumb fucking ass sets my red wine glass, because you know we can only drink red wine, anything that stains, and... I set it on the floor. I come back from I don't even know what the fuck I was doing, um, and I come I didn't even realize. I go to grab my computer and I kick I kick like football player fucking deck the shit out of that thing, and kicked my white wine glass over. It spills all over my brand new bedding, which thankfully is a dark green. Spills all over my cream rug, and I was like, "Fuck me if this is a, like perfect." very on brand for myself. <laughs> I get this brand new bedroom set up and you know what? Let's just ruin it. <laughs> Let's just self-sabotage the fucking bedroom. I mean, why not just go outside and rub dirt all over these white fucking curtains? I mean, why not? Anyway, it was a rough start <laughs> and I was like, fuck it. I'm I'm not even going to do it. And then I tried to set up the YouTube video thing. I couldn't get the lighting right. I'm not in a good headspace to be filmed at the moment. And I was just like, you know what? I'm all sweaty from the gym because I was going to be like, You know, I I wanted to get all dressed up for this YouTube video and be like a cool, awesome little like influencer, sexy moment. But then I was like, fuck it. No, I want to be real and just be like, hey, I just got back from the gym. This is what this podcast is about. It's just being real, blah, 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 blah. All that to say, I said, fuck it. (laughs) I threw my comforter immediately in the wash. I scrubbed my rug and we're here just recording on the bed. And I learned nothing because I have another glass of red wine that is currently sitting on the floor waiting for me to drink it, spill it, whichever comes first. So, welcome back guys to another chaotic episode of No Holds Barred with yours truly, uh, the one who fucks up. And I, it's a good way, honestly, I mean the universe and God has a way of like just making everything work out because it's a good way to start and tell you guys like if if you could have been a fly on the wall or if you could have been Kyle, my lovely boyfriend, who saw the freak out that I just had, um, the way that I spoke to myself whenever I spilt that wine was just absolutely fucking atrocious. Um, And we can kind of dive into why I probably speak to myself like that and and where it derives from because we all know it comes back from, you guessed it, family trauma. And I feel like it's like family feud, but family trauma needs to be a game. Which parent traumatized you the most? But with all that, I I just – my immediate instinct was – pissed, livid. I'm fucking mad. And I was mad at myself. First of all, obviously I feel like that is a natural reaction. Okay. You can be mad, you can be irritated, aggravated, whatever the emotion that comes to you, you know, let it come, let it fly. But the way I spoke to myself I just feel like was not okay um I was just severely irate with myself and I was like you fucking you ignorant Dwight you ignorant slut like I was so mad at myself I called myself a cunt I called myself an idiot I was like I hate myself you fucking stupid moron Alexa get it together you knew better you knew better and it's like oh yikes who is that coming from? Because it's not coming from myself. I don't talk to well, I do talk to myself like that, obviously. But it was just like a, and then, of course, my 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 higher self was like, ooh, use that in the podcast. But that's kind of what this episode about is about is about self-talk. And, you know, of course, I'm going to get into like body dysmorphia, which is the main character of this episode. But it's just, geez, like I I didn't deserve that. (laughs) I don't feel like I deserved to call myself those things and talk about myself that way. It was a fucking accident. Yes, it was red wine. Yes, it probably could have spilt. Did I know better as a 28 year old woman to not put red wine on a cream carpet? Oh, probably. But I did it anyway, because I'm Alexa Ray Gilbo and I do stupid shit. And I just don't think that it warranted the response that I got. And when I was thinking about like, where the fuck did that come from? Because we are on a self-love journey at the moment. We are on healing ourselves, whatever that cliche sounds like, whatever you got to do. And that talking to myself like that is not the vibe. And I just, I want to slap myself for saying it like that just now, but I just like I said I d- I didn't know where that come from came from so I really like took a hot minute to like in literally a hot like 5 second minute to just reflect and be like Alexa why did you speak to yourself that way and I immediately got a flashback of both my parents it, first of all love them to pieces. But I was, I was notorious for spilling a drink. I don't think there was a single time, and it's probably the reason we stopped going out to restaurants so much, but there was not a single time where I would go to a restaurant and not spill a drink. I mean, not, not my food, literally my drink, my entire drink. And I had a very, very niche talent for waiting until my drink was full to spill it. And a part of that niche talent was spilling it all over myself and the person sitting next to me. And it was just chaotic, chaotic mess. And I mean, I'm not even exaggerating to you guys when I say it was every single fucking time I would spill a drink and my parents would be so pissed. They'd be like, "Oh man, I..." well, mostly my dad, if it was in public, my mom would kind of be like every time, (laughs) like every single time, this is what we do. My stepdad, I think brought her down a little bit because she used to be kind of upset. And he was like, it's, I mean, kind of comical at this point, you know, you gotta you learn to you learn to love them. Well my my dad was very like not okay. He did not like that. He he embarrassed easily. He's very big like table etiquette person. And I'm just like, hey dad, I'm gonna come and fuck up your whole world with this table etiquette see thing and just, you know, spill my drink any chance I get. And you want me to spill your drink too. It's a it's a habit of mine. Well that just was like not a thing in my family. And then I do know like one specific time and again she'll say I never did that but she did. Love you mom, but you did. We were, I don't even know where we were. I think we were at the house, um, our third house in, on Glenhurst. And I was walking in. We had uh, gotten McDonald's after school. And uh, I had the drink carrier, which, first of all, McDonald's, fuck your fucking drink. Any restaurant, any to go restaurant, especially Starbucks, too, your drink carriers don't do fucking shit. Quit handing out drink carriers. They fucking suck. All they do is, all they are is a teeter totter for drinks to get spilled. Anyway. As Shannon would say, off my soapbox. um, I was in charge, kind of my mother's fault, (laughs) because if you know that I spill drinks, do not give me the job of carrying drinks. Um, I was carrying all four drinks inside, well, me and her are drinks inside. And of course, I spilled one, I spilled hers. And she fucking went nuts. She poured my drink out and was like, if I can't have a drink, you can't have a drink. And I mean, that was just like the, the natural reaction to anything. Freak out, get pissed. You're in trouble. I'm mad. How dare you do that? And I think that's really kind of where the my inner voice just derived from just now, from you know, my, obviously my parents didn't cuss. Well, they cussed, but they didn't t- call me a cunt. You know, they didn't tell me I was a stupid bitch or that they hated me. None of that. All of that was my doing, but they did get mad. And I think that's where that kind of comes from. And, I, and for whatever reason, I always get so like sad, not even mad. I get sad for other people when they spill drinks. Like it's to the point where like, I will literally sob if it's in a movie, especially like a grandmother or a child, if they spill something, I'm like, oh, I'm like they spilt their drink or like they spilt their food. And it's just like one of those things that, you know, Cameron, uh, again, one of my other friends, like you guys know Cameron, but he was on here at one of the episodes, but he also was in therapy for a little while and I got therapy through my friend Cameron. And he was telling me, and I'm going to fuck it up. I know I am, but basically that his therapist was saying your brain is like a hotel lobby. Sometimes things sneak out the back and go straight up to the room. And the room is like your brain and your feelings and where everything gets triggered. And they sneak past the lobby and go straight up to the room and they cause a panic attack or they cause a reaction that you don't know where it came from. And sometimes things hang out in the lobby and you're like, I know exactly where that came from. I know exactly what you're doing and you don't allow it to go up to the bedroom to freak you out. This moment kind of went straight past my lobby and went up to room 1408 and was like, hey, I'm going to wreak havoc on your fucking world and I'm just going to be super hateful to you. And that's kind of where that, you know, I feel like that's where that comes from. Anyway, super deep 10 minutes to start into our podcast, but hi. Um, I really wanted to touch base on something that I also took a poll on, which I'm kind of notorious for on my Instagram. Um, Again, if you don't follow me, it is NHB pod underscore, no holds barred podcast. And I would love to have you. But I have been dealing with something that, again, I'm really new to accepting this like mental health issue. I really don't even know what to call it. It's not like an illness. I mean, I guess it is an illness, but I feel like that's a really strong word. I would say (laughs) handicap. I don't know. But um, I'm actually really smart. Just say stupid shit. That's like my tagline now. But I have been really new to accepting this part of me, accepting the fact that I do have anxiety, not claiming it. That's again, something completely different. I do not claim it. I just accept it when it comes and I try to release it. Well, something that I've been dealing with a lot lately is body dysmorphia issues um, that is very new to me, very, very, very new to me. And I feel like once it became new to me, it became like fucking viral. Like everyone was like, oh, body dysmorphia, you know, and I see it all over everywhere. Maybe it's just my FBI agent listening to my phone and now is sending me hashtags of body dysmorphia. I don't know. But right before I met um, Kyle, and I say that to give a timeline, it was probably, well, I met him in like 2016, but right before we started dating in like 2018, I had lost a lot of weight, like close to a hundred pounds. Um, I think I, the most I had lost was like 75, 80 um, pounds. I was pushing 90, losing 90 pounds, I believe. Anyway, it was up there and I was super proud of myself. I went from like 200 and something. I'm not going to out myself to like I mean, obviously I just told you how much weight I lost. So you can do the math. If you're good at math, I'm not good at math. So if you're like me, ah, fuck you. Good luck. Um, or get out of calculator. I don't know, but I basically got down to my goal weight, which I've never been able to do mostly because I'd never have, you know, pushed myself that far. It's definitely mental. If you're, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're on a weight loss journey, it is a cent. It, God, it is a hundred percent mental. Um, it's not about motivation. It's about consistency anyway. Um, I got really down to, I think it was like 155, 150. And that was my goal weight. I looked fit. I looked awesome. I was happy. I was healthy. I was, had tons of energy. I was eating cleaner and I just overall like, and it, and it did help that I had a roommate who was on the same lifestyle change as me. So it was a lot easier to kind of maintain and keep the momentum going for that. But I, I don't, I, I'm, i as far as I can Go back and pinpoint that is when my body dysmorphia kind of kicked in. Because, and honestly, if I think about it now that I'm kind of saying it out loud, I believe that's where, you know, my anxiety started to creep in too. Because I all of a sudden had a desire to look my best at all fucking times. Like I wanted to. I don't even know where that even came from, but like I wanted to be fit. I wanted, I had a, an image of my head that I wanted to look like. And if I didn't look like that, I was failing. And not only that, but I was literally a size 10 or size 12 ish. Cause I have a huge fucking ass and I hate that about myself, but we're learning to love it. I'm going to stop saying that I hate that about myself, but I honestly, one of my biggest hindrances about my body is my butt and my boobs. I don't like that they are huge and I know people always you know combat me they're like oh my god people pay a lot of money for those things blah 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 blah." I guess you always want when you don't have I don't know I don't like the attention it gives me anyway off track um I was like a size 12 and I remember distinctively being at Target or some you know white person store and I was like going I went to go grab a pair of jeans with my friend Hannah who was also on a episode but I went to go grab a pair of jeans and I think I grabbed like a size 16. And she was like, Alexa, <laughs> she said, baby girl, you're not a 16. And I was like, I think I know my size. And she, I said, oh, and, and like I immediately, of course, being self sabotaging like i am and self and toxic i was like oh an 18 like i immediately went up a size i was like oh you think i'm an 18 because i it depends you know and all the females listening to this you know that our sizes fucking suck they suck big hairy dick and i cannot stand women's jean sizes because they're never consistent what the fuck does 27 mean buckle just say extra extra large or say size okay can, can it be all across the board anyway off track um I went to go grab, you know, a 16. She was like, no, you're not a 16. I was like, oh, I'm an 18. She goes, no, I think you're like this. And she handed me a size 12. And I was like, I think you're trying to go home with me tonight because you're being really sweet. And she was like, no, I'm I'm serious. Go try it on. So I tried it on and shit you not, they fit with room. And I think that was the first time that I was like, I'm small. Like I'm smaller. And it it blew my mind to the point, like I can't even explain, that I was just like, I fit in these because even at at my smallest, I still was so embarrassed to wear certain things. Like I didn't want to wear tank tops. I didn't want to wear a bikini. I didn't want to wear anything that I would look good in because I still felt like a fat piece of shit. And I hate saying that because just because you're fat doesn't mean you're a piece of shit. And everyone's like, don't call people fat. I'm sorry. People are fat. Okay. That's just, let's get it out in the open. I cannot stand too when I'm like, I'm fat or oh I look fat in that picture and people are like, "Oh, you're gorgeous." Bitch, I know. I didn't say I was ugly. I just said I was fat. Like there's a difference. And I am not condoning I I am not condoning obesity. I'm not condoning unhealthy behaviors. I am just saying that it's okay to love yourself in those moments, of course, but do better. And we'll kind of get into that later, but Overall, it just really shocked me. And I remember looking in the mirror and like, you do all those things where, like, this is probably like TMI again. I'm kind of an overshare, but like, I'll jump in the mirror and be like, ugh, I'm disgusting. <laughs> I'll just like see my stomach move around or like my boobs flapping everywhere. And I'm just like, God, I'm fucking disgusting. Or like, I have an applause with like clapping my thighs together. I know you guys have done it. Do not judge me. <laughs> I, know. I know it's probably a really horrible visual for you, but oh my God, it's bad. I'm also trying to get better at not editing my photos because um, I, th- I think that also is kind of what has started my body dysmorphia or not started, but like hasn't helped it because social media is the most toxic fucking thing that we could. And we drink it from the source, man. We eat that shit up. And I, I'm to blame. I mean, fuck, I'm doing it now. I am consumed with fucking Instagram and TikTok, mostly. Facebook can fuck off. I don't give enough political fucks to be on Facebook anymore. But like TikTok and Instagram, I am constantly looking up hashtags. I'm constantly looking up um, gym talk, um, whatever talk, I'd like to look at like aesthetic things. So I'll look at like, um, you know, home designs, light academia, dark academia, things of that nature. And I'm just like, have a fucking IV straight to the main vein, man. I can't get enough of it. I want all the things that are pretty at night. But then when I get it, it's, it's like, I had an analogy one time explained to me, and it's kind of a Christian analogy, so bear with me. Stay with me. Um, but he basically said that Satan is kind of like a, I don't know why everyone uses hotels, but another hotel analogy, Satan is like a bellhop. He shows you the bedroom. He shows you um, the hotel room. He's like, let me take your luggage up for you. Let me make it easy. Let me make it, you know, super easy and super just enjoyable and enticing to go up to this luxury suite, the penthouse suite where everything's gorgeous. And then right when you get inside and you get comfortable, they slam the door. You can't get out and everything just turns to black. It's no longer gorgeous. It's icky. It's disgusting. And it's that's kind of what Satan does that, you know, to like lure you away from God, whatever. But then when you're not looking, he, you know, whatever. I don't even know if that made sense. Probably fucked it up. But all that to say, that's kind of what social media does for me. I'm very enticed and like, oh, it's amazing. And I love this. I feel great. I sometimes I feel motivated or or I get an artistic, you know, flea bites my ass and I'm like, oh, let's go redo our room and paint it red and buy everything so we can spill red wine on it and fuck it up within five minutes of decorating. (laughs) Again, I'm doing it again. But then once I get in that trap, I get in that loop and I'm just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling to the point of carpal tunnel on my thumb, that I get kind of depressed because. I'm now comparing myself, whether we like it or not, whether we try to or not, I'm comparing myself to who I'm seeing, what I'm seeing. And then I'm like, I don't have enough money to decorate my room like that. I want my room to be exactly like theirs, but I don't have enough money to do it. Or I'm not creative enough to do that. Or, oh, I love that outfit. Let me go buy it. She put a link. Oh, they don't have extra, extra large. I'm too fat for this website. I really need to go start working out. So now I want to go look at workout outfits, workout TikToks. And then I'm like, man, I want to work work out and look like her immediately after one workout. It just doesn't work that way. And it becomes of this like instantaneous gratification thing that we need. And it really fucks up our brains. Like I can't, I don't really know how else to explain that. It's just, it, it, it fucks you up. And what's worse is you, we want more of it. Like I can't, my screen time is Fucking atrocious. I actually was playing with the idea the other day, and anyone listening that knows me and that I've pitched this idea to, they're like, bitch, shit or get off the pot. You've been saying this for years. Well, not years, but you've been saying it for a while. I wanted to get a flip phone. I wanted to go back mostly so I can hang up on you bitches like super fucking quick. Like, tell Jackal Johnson that the cheetah girls are not available. Click, hang up, slam the razor, slam the envy phone. I want to be early 2000s. But also because I wanted a social media cleanse. And the fucking bitch about that is that I could just easily delete the fucking app, delete it off my home screen, do whatever. But you know what else I could easily do? Redownload it. Just go back and search it and get back on it or get on it at work on my computer and just be sucked into it like a fucking meth addict. And I I cannot get enough of it. And it's so fucking toxic, man. And I go through waves of like, oh, I want to be an influencer. I want to do this. I want a social media presence. And then I go through waves of, fuck that. I don't want any of that. I want a social media cleanse. I want to be a, a, of the earth hippie. I want to be a vintage. I want to do all these things. And, it's just like a a tidal wave of emotions. It's like manic versus depressant and it's just back and forth, back and forth to where you get whiplash and now you're depressed and you, you're comparing yourself to, you should not compare yourself to anyone but yourself, first of all. And something that I will go ahead and admit, um, I don't know if she's listening or if anyone that knows her is listening. Probably everyone I've, you know, I've got just as many haters. I've always said that if there was ever a purge, I'd be first to die because there are so many people that hate me because I have been a bitch to a lot of people and I hate that, but I'm sorry. We're learning whatever. Um, and think about this, what you want, but I kept tabs on my boyfriend's ex-girlfriend's, Um, specifically one, I kept tabs on an ex lover of mine's, um, current spouse. It just, I don't know why. I don't know why I did it. I didn't know. It wasn't to be hateful. It wasn't to, I honestly don't even know what it was about, but like, I remember I would look and I would be like, Oh, she's so pretty. I can't believe, or she seems so kind. I can't believe I did that to her or, you know, whatever, you know, and I'll get into what happened later on, but like, and I'm sure you guys can put the pieces together, but I just, I couldn't stop keeping it. And then it got to the point where I was like, I wonder what she's doing and I would go and look and then I'd go and re block her. So she couldn't see, well, she did see one day and she blasted me. And then a a couple of other Instagram accounts were looking at her page and she thought they were all me. And then she looked like an idiot, but whatever. Um, And that, this is not to say that she, I mean, obviously people have every right to out me. Clearly. Um, I was not, I was doing what I should not have been doing, but I started to compare myself to her because she was Kyle's ex. And it's like, okay, what? Clearly he's not with her anymore. <laughs> clearly there is something that I have that he likes, that he loves, that he wants to be with. We are great. We we could not be healthier as a couple, but me and my toxic ass, I just not, I just could not stop comparing myself to these people, to what they were doing. And not even that, that, that specific instance was more so along the lines of like emotional cutting to where I was making myself suffer. I was making myself see, like, see what you did to such an awesome person. Don't you feel horrible about it? And like, I loved to make myself feel like shit. I, I don't even know why. I really don't even know why, <laughs> but I love to make myself feel like shit. And this all just kind of ties into how we speak to ourselves and how fucking hateful and how quickly it can be to be hateful to yourself because you're constantly comparing yourself to someone that you want to be or someone that you see on Instagram that has a better life than you. Because first of all, Instagram and social media is 80-20. You only see of what their life is. You only see the ups. Okay. And I don't care how many people will go and be like, I am so real. I post every time I get in a fight with my significant other on Facebook and people love to hear my drama. No, the fuck we don't keep that shit off the internet. No one gives a fuck. But with that being said, 80% of the time, they're not showing you what happened. Like this is a very, very, very minute example, but with my bedroom. I was snapchatting my closest friends like the little corner that I had already set up. Like I had my shelves set up, everything set up. It was all aesthetic, it was gorgeous. The two walls were painted, I had my plants, my curtains back up. And I was showing them like the vibe and I was posting on Instagram. I was like, "Oh, my new room." But behind the camera, there was a fucking atrocious tornado ran through this space mess. I mean, like there was cat hair everywhere. There was dishes all in my sink um, in my kitchen that you could see. Like if you, if you were to like flip the camera and take a picture of what was behind me. um, There was towels on the floor. There was the bed and everything that I took off the other walls where I was on top of the bed. Um, My dog, Teddy, he was, you know, scratching hair everywhere. And I was just like, man, <laughs> if you guys could see the work that it went into, you know, it, it, people just don't show that. And I feel like that's... A reason why people want this like self instant instantaneous grat- gratification and it's just so hard to get past that and that's why i say like weight loss wellness journeys whatever it is a long windy up and down fucking every color of the rainbow every emotion from inside out journey that is gonna take longer than a five second TikTok video Okay. It just is. And you're not, it's not linear either. Your growth is not linear. Very cliche, but it's fucking true because just the other day, okay. I was at the gym And I wore a outfit that I knew I was not going to want to wear once I got there, but I was trying to make myself feel cute and feel like motivated to go to the gym. So I picked out like a matching outfit, some leggings that aren't really necessarily comfortable because they don't fit very well. Um, But I was just determined to wear this outfit. I get there and all of a sudden I am having a terrible confidence day, but I wear the outfit anyway. I go work out. I am just not having a good time. (laughs) Usually workouts for me, I leave feeling amazing. I feel like I could lift the world on my back. I feel like I am just like, you know, out here doing the damn thing. But that day I felt absolutely horrible. I did not like the way I was feeling. I felt bloated. I did not like the outfit I was in. I felt like everyone was staring at me. Like what is that fat bitch doing here? And it's like clearly I'm at the gym trying to not be fat. Like clearly like healthy people don't go to the doctor skinny people. Well, I don't know. Anyway, I just was having a really bad day and a really bad self-esteem day. Um, And then just this past weekend, I had a fucking full-on panic like literally probably probably t- close to 24 hour panic attack to where like I would try to go to sleep at night and I would hold my breath and it would wake me up. And then I woke up with a horrible crick in my neck, a horrible attitude. I felt absolutely drained. I just, I I literally just wanted to not exist. I've never wanted to die. Um, I've never wanted to not be, I, I wish there was a way I could like go to the wall, unplug my brain, up, unplug my heart, drain it all, erase it all, hard reset, plug it in to charge and just not exist for like a week and then come back. That would be fantastic. But I I always say like being me is fucking hard and being me is hard for me. You know, everybody's worst is different, but I was having a panic attack. I was crying and I was talking to Kyle and I was like, man, I just and I was saying some horrible things about myself. And I was like, I'm just tired. I'm tired of being in pain. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. And he was being so sweet to me. And he even said, he was like, and boyfriends, significant others take fucking notes because when this man is good, he's fucking good. But he was like, I don't know how to help. I don't think I can help. He said, but I know what I can do. And I can hold your hand. He said, can I hold your hand? And I was like, yes. (laughs) Crying like a fucking toddler. And he held my hand. He told me he loved me. And he was just like, I think you're a great person. And I know it doesn't count for much, but I do. And that was it. And I cried more because that was so fucking sweet. And then I got over it. But all of that to leading up to say is that I was having a really rough couple of days. But then the next day, I had a fantastic day. I went to the gym. I, was, I walked out with a pep in my step. I was excited to go to the gym. I had a really good body image day. I stuck to my um, meal plan. I did not feel heavy. I did not feel gross and greasy after eating something that wasn't good for me. Um, I just had a really good day. And I was like, you know what? I want to try on the dress that I have that I'm trying to look nicer in for Mexico. I was like, let me try it on and see what it looks like. I tried it on. And the way I did a 180 from the first time I tried it on, I was like, I fucking love this dress. I look sexy. I feel confident. So all of that, it's its not linear, man. You're going to go through ups and downs. And I feel like that's 100% okay. Don't hold yourself back. Don't, don't hold yourself back. But like, don't beat yourself up over your bad day. Because tomorrow could be fucking amazing. <laughs> and accept the bad day for what it is. Take a breather do what you got to do and then get back to your shit and be like, you know what? I'm a boss bitch. I'm a bad motherfucker. I'm, I'm a, a damn, I'm a sexy man. I'm a sexy woman, whatever you are and, and get back to it. But when I look back, another thing that's really, really, really toxic and something that I do not condone, <laughs> but something that I do a lot. Um, I look back at photos of when I was my fittest, you know, at just at my top tier Alexa. And I was like, damn, like I can't believe I got that small. I can't believe I got down, you know. And then I think back of how I felt and I'm like, man, I felt really good. I remember going out and doing, you know, whatever, whatever. I, But then whenever I actually sit down and think about it, I was not very happy. I was very lonely. Um, I was very self-obsessed with, to the point where like I was going to the gym every single day for like two hours at some point I was not eating very healthy I was eating little and I was eating on a very very strict calorie deficit but I was not eating healthy fueled food I was not on my wellness journey that I'm trying to be on now um And I I was doing bad things. I just wasn't, wasn't the person I wanted to be. So it's like you always remember the highs of the past self when you're going through the lows of your current self, thinking like, how did I let myself get here? Stop that shit. Stop that shit. Stop looking at old photos of yourself because you're not there anymore. All you can do is go from here forward. But all that being said, I would look back at my skinny photos and start comparing myself to my own self. And I just felt disgusting. And then I would just stop. I would give up all hope. And I was like, man, I'm so fucking fat. Like, oh my God. But then I remember too, when I was at my skinniest, when I was wearing those size 12 jeans or a size small shirt, I remember the first time that I was in a size small, Kyle had went, it was Astros had won the world series and he went and bought me the come and take it shirt from Academy. And I didn't even tell him what size I would, was. He just, automatically bought a small and i was thinking like sweet baby thank you for the compliment but that's not going to fit me i put it on and lo and behold it fucking fit and i was like am i am a small like what the fuck and i just remember thinking like i look so fat and i even looking back at the photos like now if i was to look back at a photo of me when i was skinny i remember when i took that specific photo like I remember not wanting to post it because I was so, I just looked so fat in that photo. I was like, oh, my arms are disgusting. I am hideous. You know, just, of course, spouting out this toxicity, hateful, horrible slurs to myself. And it's like, now looking back, I thought that I was so beautiful. And I'm like, I'll show Kyle pictures on the time. I'm like, remember when I was beautiful? And he's like, he like rolls his eyes and he's like, shut the fuck up. But it's so true. And it just, Again, it all derives from something. It all comes from somewhere. Everyone in your past life will shape your inner voice. That's why it is so, so, so crucial that we try to be kinder to people. Man, I I am guilty of it, especially when I'm trying to do something on the phone and I get a goddamn automated system. I cannot stand that. Like The way I scream, speak to representative, I let everything out on that. (laughs) Man, I get mad. But... That's neither here or there. <laughs> it's something <laughs> anyway. Um, not gonna go into that at the moment, but basically saying that I can be better at this as well. So I'm I'm no one to judge. I'm no we're all in this together, but we're all in this together. Just dated myself there. Um <clears throat> basically stating we should be nicer to people it is very, very crucial, especially the young people. Like, and I think about this a lot like with my sisters, because everything that you say to someone, you don't know the impact that it could have. And I say that to say that like growing up, people were fucking hateful, man. They were relentless, brutal. I got death threats in my locker. I literally, and back when MySpace was a thing, that was like the start of the cyber plea. Oh God, fucking MySpace. Sorry, I had to take a sip of my wine haven't spilt it yet, guys. I know you guys were on the edge of your seat wondering about that. I haven't spilt it yet. Keyword being yet. And it's going back on the floor for me to probably forget about it later. Anyway, haven't learned my lesson, but I remember on MySpace, like I was sitting in my room in my (laughs) hot pink and black and cheetah print bedroom, listening to the Paramore CD. I was on my bed crying my eyes out because this girl don't, I, I remember her name, but I'm not going to say it, obviously. But I just re- – such a vivid picture. Like, I'm watching a movie of myself of this woman, this girl on MySpace saying, like, when I see you at school, I'm going to, you know, curb, stomp, whatever she fucking used to make herself full cool. Like, oh, I'm going to, you know, stomp your teeth into your locker. Yeah. Um, since you love to eat, I'm going to make you eat the floor. You know, you fat whale. Um, you know, how much do you weigh 400 pounds? I mean, just being fucking hateful, man, just fucking rude for no fucking reason. Well, she probably had a reason. I was probably a bitch to her, but anyway, and, and, I don't think necessarily I ever like meant to be rude. I just was very loud and abrasive and very passionate. So people always thought that I was like angry and I'm not, I'm just a passionate person. Um, but I did have my moments, but I do know for a fact that I was not, um, this was like right into high school. I wasn't in my mean girl phase yet. Um, and I was just, just being fucking bullied about my weight. And when I look back at photos, I'm like, I wasn't even fat. Like I really, I really wasn't. And I know that you can go back and look and be like, Oh, I wish I was as fat as I was in high school. I I was a little chunky, but I wasn't. First of all, you could be Tammy from my thousand pound life. Like I paid my bills. My bills are paid. I'm still not going to tell you I'm going to curb, stop your fucking teeth into your locker. Like Jesus Christ people. And I just remember that like, that really affecting me, and like I was so so self conscious about my weight, and then my dad, of course, always talked about my weight. Like I said in my first imposter syndrome video, my dad would be like, "Oh, it's that ass you got on you," or "Yeah, you're not supposed to pinch an inch of fat off your waist." Or the motherfucker literally took me to Sonic one time and was like, "What do you want for dinner?" I said, "Can I get a hamburger?" He goes, "No, we eat healthy in this household." I was like, "Bitch, it's Sonic. It's fucking." artery clogging Sonic. Like, hello, do you not know? Anyway, but I just, I just, I always got fucked with about my weight and I got it from all sides, from people that you didn't think. Now my mom, I will say that was something that she did really good at. She would be like, okay, she would never tell me straight out like that I'm fat, but she would validate my feelings around it. So she would be like, if, you know if you feel like you're overweight if you if you want to make it like <laughs> being in limited 2 again aging myself but we were in limited 2 which is now i think called justice or some bullshit but i would go to limited 2 and see the posters of the girls on you know or on the mannequins or whatever of the outfits and i was like oh i want that outfit so we would go in there and i would try it on and i would not look like the girl in the poster super cliche i know but i wouldn't and I, it was because the girl was kind of thinner and I had said, like, and also growing up in the early 2000s, that is, like, body dysmorphia, eating disorder, central. Like, I don't think, like, just such a toxic, such an awesome, iconic time period, but such a toxic time period for young girls who are having body image issues. Um, not to say that that was anybody's fault, but it's it's very true. Um But anyway, I remember thinking like, oh, I don't look like her. I don't want this shirt now because she looks better in it because I'm fat. And I remember my mom getting on my level specifically in the dressing room of Limited Two. It's funny how the things that you remember, remember. Um, And she said, she was like, look, I think it's gorgeous. She said, I think you look beautiful and you're precious. She said, however, if you do not want to be like this, she said, let's start going on walks let's start switching out coke for water let's start you know let's start implementing healthier lifestyles in our daily activity and she said that to say like i love you for who you are but if you don't like it let's change it and that i think even saying it out loud is such a mouthful because god it's so true you can love and i even wrote my notes like stop hating the process so that you can love yourself and still not be okay with where you are now. So like I am, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that I love myself because I'm not there yet, but I am trying to actively talk about and I guess magnify the parts of myself that I do love. So, um, like if I love my lips, I'm going to, when I look at my face, I'm going to try to focus on the fact that I have full, beautiful lips. And I'm going to focus on that instead of the fact that my eyes look like they're bulging like the fucking squirrel from Ice Age. Or, and it's just like I, I have these horrible, awful features but then I'm like, okay, but I love my eyebrows and I love my lips. So I'm going to stay, I'm going to focus on those focal points. I'm going to make sure if I do my makeup, I'm going to do my eyebrows and my, my, you know, I'm going to have some lip gloss on or something. Um, I love my collarbones. So if I, um, even though they're kind of disappearing because I'm getting fatter, um, thank you, Kyle, relationship weight. Um, anyway, he's like, I didn't put the fork to your mouth, but if you knew Kyle and he always says, eat, you need to eat. You kind of did put the fork in my face. So we're both at fault. I'm just going to say it like that. Um, but anyway, I love my collarbones. So I'm probably going to wear a shirt that shows off my collarbones, but hides my arms because I don't like my arms. But the, all of that to say that I'm leading up to trying to love myself and I'm not there yet by any means. But I'm not hating the process that it's taking to get there. So I'm not sitting here saying that I am okay with being back at a size 16. I'm not sitting here saying that I am okay with feeling sluggish after I eat, not being able to go up a flight of stairs without having a fucking asthma attack or sounding like I smoke five packs a day. Um... But I'm also trying to love myself through the process and be proud of myself for doing every means necessary to work on myself. And someone on my Instagram said that exact thing. He was like, um, I don't even know how he worded it. I'm probably butchering it again. So I, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I'm probably fucking up all your words. But basically along the lines of what he think, like what body dysmorphia means to him or what he deals with with body dysmorphia is – Constantly feeling the need to better yourself or improve yourself, actively working towards those improvements, but still not seeing any progress when, in fact, you have made tons of progress. Because, I mean, just like me and Hannah in Target when I went to go grab a, a uh, a size 18 and she was like, honey, you're a 12, you just don't see those things. And I think it's because we're so conditioned to think about the horrible, our awful things about us because that's all we can remember because that's just what we were told. I mean, you, it shaped your brain It shaped. And again, growing up in the early 2000s, that eating disorder, fucking hip riser jeans, which I swear to God, if those make a comeback, I'm throwing myself off the rainbow bridge. Do not bring back hip hugger jeans. Those are fucking awful. And I have a muffin top. I do not want that shit. High-waisted jeans for life. Thank you. Um, But I just I think that that's a lot of why we have that those issues and after my weight loss it became more and more of a a need to just be this fit skinny couldn't get enough of feeling empty and like almost to the point of a borderline eating eating disorder myself because I didn't want to eat because I didn't want to feel bloated I didn't want to feel fat didn't want to feel heavy I want and I remember going to my parents house and them telling me like, oh my God, like my stepmom specifically, she was like, you look so good. You look so skinny. And the five-year-old, the fat little six-year-old in me did a backflip and like high-fived myself. I was like, oh my God, she said it. She noted. And it was just like validation. And then I couldn't get enough. I wanted to get more and more skinny, get more. That's just, it's so toxic. I wasn't happy. And Yes, I still thought I was fat. Looking back, I was not fat. I was the skinniest I'd ever been, but that didn't make me happy. Um, What makes me happy is eating clean and healthy things during the week, but then getting absolutely fucking hammered at a crawfish boil with my friends and eating fucking enough sodium to swell up my feet like a pregnant woman and eating enough fucking fried chicken to look like I'm wearing lip gloss. It's not lip gloss, it's chicken grease. And like, I, just all those things. I, I want to be happy. It's all about balance first of all, but I want to be happy. not only do I want to be healthy, I want to be happy with my image of course, but I'm trying to have a little bit, bit more grace with myself and the fact that I am beautiful now that does not take away from the beauty I will have. And another thing that I am trying to do and something that Um, is really hard for me to swallow because I do not get on board with the whole women. I do support women. Okay. I do support women. I do think women are amazing. I do think that we can do some pretty kick ass things. Um, I mean, everything we're, we're awesome, but I don't believe that there's any seniority or superiority over the other sex or the opposite sex. I don't believe in this women rule all Um, men haters club. I don't get a part of it. So it's really hard for me to say what I'm about to say, but I am really bad at seeing a woman that is absolutely gorgeous or seeing, you know, having the male, like my boss, um, who is a male and my supervisor, who's a male, they will talk about like women be a a beautiful woman that they see. Or like my guy friends will talk about like a beautiful woman that they see or whatever. Or I will see a beautiful woman like Rachel McAdams, for instance. God, that woman is gorgeous. Um, She just exudes lady. Anyway, I will see that and then automatically think that I'm hideous because I don't look like her. And I'm trying to get better at telling myself another woman's beauty does not take away from my own. It does not mean that I am ugly because I don't look like her. It does not mean that I am uglier than her. It doesn't mean that she is prettier than me. It means that she's pretty in her own way and I am pretty in my own way. And I think Rachel McAdams is absolutely stunning. Somebody else may disagree. I think you're wrong if you disagree, but you disagree. Nonetheless, someone may think that I am the ugliest fucking thing they've ever seen. Someone also may think that I'm the most beautiful thing they've ever seen. And somebody might be in between. But what other people think about you and what other people say about you is none of your fucking business. I That is something that is taking me a very long time to grasp. And <clears throat> And something that has taken me a very, very, very long time to accept because I do care a lot about what people think about me, and I'm trying not to because there is a there is a freedom in that, and it is very liberating to just kind of let that go, let it fucking you know ride off the, the off your back. Um, and another good friend of mine, the one that I'm fifty bitch, she taught me that what people say about you is none of your business, and if you think about all of those things, and you're like. And again, I will look at someone and be like, okay, she probably shouldn't be wearing that. That's so hateful. Now, with that being said, I do not condone triple X, quadruple X women to wear a bikini, a string bikini on the beach. I I just, I I don't think it looks good. I'm sorry. I'm glad if you do, I will never tell you that it doesn't look good because I'm not going to be hateful, but it doesn't look good. Please stop wearing that. It's okay to wear a one piece. You know, it's okay to love your body, I guess. I don't know. I'm probably contradicting myself all over the place and I'm probably going to lose followers because of this. And I'm really sorry, but I just don't think it looks good personally. Wear what you want. You have that freedom. You have that right. Proud of you for exercising it. Just, couldn't be me, could not be me. Um, but I am, I'm, I'm getting better at it. And as I heal, my opinion on that will probably change, but I'm definitely healing myself. And that probably also comes with, um, you know, what I grew up on because I remember all the time too, my dad and my sisters would look at someone walking, you know, at the mall or Walmart, wherever we were, H-E-B and they would say like, oh my God, she should not be wearing that. Or like, oh God, please cover up. Why are you wearing leggings? God, That do you see that woman or do you see that guy? And it's like, fuck man, that, that's so fucking rude. Like how would you feel if they were doing that to you? And <clears throat> that's kind of what I've said in my first episode too, is that I kind of judge myself with the same caliber that I judge other people. So, you know, I'm saying something rude about someone else. That's probably why I'm so harsh on myself because I think that if I'm thinking that about that person, then everyone else is going to be thinking that about me. And that's why I care. But in reality, no one can give a fuck less about me. And there's just so much more to fucking worry about, man. And I just don't... I'm so sorry. I have like a crick in my throat. I need to take another glass of wine. Let me get that on the floor. Before I spill it. Um, I'm still so fucked up about that, man. I, I really hope I didn't ruin my fucking comforter that I just put on my fucking bed. Anyway, we're talking nice to ourselves. We are being forgiving. Um, And I'm looking at my rug and it didn't stain. So good. Honestly, it adds character. It's on brand. But going back to just our habits that are passed down from us, from either bullies, parents, what have you, rewiring your brain. And like I said in the last episode, if you listened, rewriting your letter. Um, I wrote, God, I don't even remember exactly what I wrote about myself, but it was pretty bad. Um, Of course, it was about my weight. It was about my facial features. My mom found it and she was like, you need to rewrite this and write about everything that you love about yourself. And honestly, if that's what it takes, literally putting a pen to paper and putting, even if it's one or two things, what you love about yourself and just really honing in on that, um, it can really help. I'm not saying it's the cure-all for your body dysmorphia because I still look in the mirror when I'm wearing a tank top and God it takes me probably five to ten business days to find a good outfit and even then I I'm like fuck it I'm not going or now I'm in a bad mood or you know I can feel my skin touching me and my dog's looking himself and every, I'm overstimulated and I just want to wear a t-shirt and in and, and shorts and then I get to the event everyone else is dressed really nice and I'm like man when I'm skinny I'll dress nice. Fuck that man but stop stop doing that to yourself. Like you we are not we are meant Clothes are meant to fit us. We are not meant to fit clothes. I and It probably contradicts my thing that I just said about the bikini, but it's so true. I am going to stop trying to squeeze myself into my size 12 shorts. I'm going to stop holding on to clothes that used to fit me when I was a size 12, when I was a size small, saying, one day I'll fit into those again. No, I'm going to get rid of those. I'm going to buy clothes that fit me now and even, you know, Probably going to, not a very good financial advice because probably going to have to go back. But I love shopping. I will go into debt shopping. Um, So I will probably reward myself, you know, with going shopping to get better clothes. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. It's just all about mental stability and stop being so fucking hateful to yourself. Stop looking at yourself in the mirror. Whatever, whatever body dysmorphia looks at you, looks like for you, whatever self-hatred looks like for you just try to be kinder. It's very, very hard, but it's so crucial. And I will say the more kind you are to others, the kinder you'll be to yourself. And the kinder you are to yourself, the kinder you will be to others. I just, I feel like that's something that I have seen in myself here recently, um, doing my meditations in the morning, listening to my other podcasts, listening to my wellness things that I got to do, journaling that I do, um, And just trying to be really self-aware and checking myself whenever I do get in those bad moods, it's very, very hard. It is very hard. And I still have those days that make us late to our events because I cannot pick out an outfit because I'm having a horrible self-image day. And confidence, someone even told me the other day, they messaged me on Instagram and they were like, I just want to say you've always been beautiful. I've always admired your confidence. I've always admired this about you. And I'm thinking... (laughs) it's fake. (laughs) Like it's all fake because I go home at night and I cry myself to sleep about how fat I am and how I'm not seeing results yet. And in reality, I am taking one step closer to where I want to be. You just have to be consistent in whatever that looks like for you. Consistency in the gym, consistency in your journaling, writing, consistency in your eating clean, consistency in saying something nice about yourself every day, whatever that looks like for you. Um, it's fucking hard, man. We're out here together. We're doing the damn thing. We're doing the best we fucking can. I, I don't really know. And that's why I said my podcast is more so it's not really like a self-help because I don't know how to help. (laughs) I just know that I can give you my story. And if you take something from it, or if it gives you an aha moment and God, please, if you find the secret to not stressing, to not clenching my jaw while I sleep, to not having anxiety attacks, please help assista out because I do not have all the answers. All I know is that I am going through this life one day at a time, learning the best that I can. And I'm trying to take everyone along with me to maybe either help you or just to find my people because I fucking love y'all's messages when you're like, this is how I felt or this, it could, because our perspectives can, you know, change, our opinions can change, or your perspective can help me see something from a different side. And it just all works It all cohesively where it's all connected. It all works out the way it needs to be. Um, With all of that being said, coming to the end to wrap this up, I do believe that we are all beautiful souls. We are all doing what we can to survive. We are all we're all hurting in a way and i think that we just need to rewrite our letters we need to kind of recondition ourselves and get out of that toxic early 2000s era we need to not be okay with obesity and not be okay with you know these mental illness things that we're going through, but also accepting it because I feel like there's a lot of more of awareness. It's a lot more broadcasted nowadays that people are starting to say, oh, it's okay to not be okay. And it's like, yeah, it is okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay there. It's not okay to sit and wallow in the funk. You got to get up, get moving, get your blood flowing, get your endorphins going, eat a piece of chocolate, go for a walk, have sex, go do whatever you got to do. But it's like, just just do it. Work towards bettering yourself. Um, I really think that that is just, if you take away anything at all, take away that. And I don't know, just love yourself through it. Stop hating the process. Try to be kinder for yourself. Point out those things that you like. I'm rambling because I really don't know what else to say. And I'm tired. <laughs> I just had a kick ass workout that I'm going to feel tomorrow. Um, and I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow and I'm going to love myself through it. And I'm probably going to have a really bad self-esteem today, to, uh, tomorrow because I had a really good one today. That's another thing that I do, um, that I need to stop doing. And I, me and my friends talk about this all the time. I'm like, Oh, I'm having a really good past couple of days. I'm in a great mood. I'm manic. I am going to crash. <laughs> like I can't wait for the crash. And then you kind of get sad because you know what's coming, but you're focusing on it stop focusing on it and just be present and enjoy the moment and enjoy yourself and do things that make you happy that do not harm you. (laughs) And that's just, that's all. That's all she wrote folks. Um, pretty much it. And if you have anything that you took away from this, anything that you want to add to it, anything that you think could help me that you've gone through, please, my messages are open. I love talking about this shit. Um, and maybe one day I'll come back and be like, I'm cured. I no longer have body dysmorphia. Doubtful, but you know, you never know. Um, and then I also will report back after Mexico and say, hey, I felt fat as fuck in that dress. <laughs> or I felt confident and sexy as fuck in that dress. Or I was so fucking drunk I did not get care what I looked like in that dress. Because in reality, it's not about me. No one gives a fuck about me. No one. I mean, they do, but no one's looking at me the way that I am looking at me. And you just kind of have to find some kind of peace in that. But I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so, so much for your fucking support. Dude, the fact that I met 200 plays on only my whatever, fifth, sixth episode, whatever episode this is, Fuck, I love you guys so much. I am manifesting that this is just going to grow and grow and grow and grow and that we'll never have enough to talk about. And I just... I'm so excited for where this is going. and I'm so glad that you're coming along with me. Please continue to watch. Please continue to follow, like, and hopefully one of these days I will get the confidence to start that YouTube channel and maybe next time I won't spill my wine everywhere and we'll get the lighting right and we'll have a good self-esteem day and we will be rocking and rolling on YouTube. But until then, this is what you got. Um, Everybody, give yourself a huge hug. Put your hand on your heart, your hand on your stomach. Say, I am enough. I love myself. I am working towards this and I am so lucky. I'm so blessed. Everything always works out for me. And then thank God for giving you another day. You guys are awesome. I cannot wait to have you back on next week's episode. Um, Yeah. I love you so much. Have a great night.